0: I'm not your financial advisor, but can I give you an investing tip? <laughs> sure. So I figured out an easy way to make $10,000. So basically, instead of buying the full self-driving package from Tesla, you can just buy a six-pack of beer and give a, a, find a teenager with a learner's permit, and it'll drive better than the the car itself. <laughs> so we're not going to talk about that this week. So, So a decent chunk of the show... So I I guess I did my one major trip that I do a year uh, this past week, which is why there was no show. Um, And we're probably going to push the... So for the second leg of the trip, I uh, borrowed or rented a Model 3 and a whole lot of thoughts there that are still marinating. So we may not get to that, but it did have the the advanced beta or whatever of the full self-driving on, like, all Streets. The F- FSD beta. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's really, really bad. Mm. Really bad.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> Breaking. and I, Breaking news. Exclusively well, no, but, to the podcast
0: here. Well, no, because all, like if like all all a year, like in the, we, we live in the Bay Area and all of these people are so like they have like Musk 2024 signs on their lawns and they like everybody wants it to be so good and they're all whoever still uses twitter anymore is all like they they everybody wants to pretend it's okay. it's 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 so bad it's like it's never seen a traffic cone before and it just it it stops in the middle of an intersection with a green light and it's very unsafe
1: all it's it i'll admit that i don't follow this scene very very closely despite being a tesla owner but i'm fairly certain that even the hardcore musk people they don't go have so you, far to say that like the current I, version of the beta is any good. They're still just like, no, but it but it's but it's coming. It's coming
0: soon. <clears throat> can I tell you about the worst Twitter account on the planet? So oh, well, you, what's you, Twitter? Again, I I'm a I'm a pioneer here. I or I'm sorry, I'm a trailblazer to use the the Mark Benioff language. Do right, you, you work for been, Salesforce now? No, no. Uh I have... I uh I have been off Twitter for like two and a half years. Uh, so I, I, where's my award? Uh, but no, if you go to twitter.com slash, this not, is the most insufferable. But you can you can imagine it. You, uh, the most insufferable Twitter account on the planet. And I actually, I'm wondering if I should include Elmo's account in that comparison. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But it's uh, Tesla Owners SV. It's the uh, Silicon Valley Tesla Owners like fan page <laughs> and okay. it is and it has 682,000 followers. Oh dear. It's the 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 level of schmuckiness. Oh my goodness. actually, so again, please open this link. I've no, I'm not going to. <laughs> One of the most recent things is uh for a giveaway, retweet to enter for a chance to win your own very own at Tesla sipping glasses. <laughs> will win. Um, it's it's so bad. Anyway, the 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 car, I have a lot of thoughts on, and we'll we'll get to. I really doubt we'll get to it this week because I think there is other stuff to talk about. But, um, yeah, yeah. Also, I do hmm, I have a lot of things where I need I need to make sure when I <clears throat> I need to massage my thoughts a little bit with. I want to make sure that you don't view my criticism of the car as a personal critique on you because oh, I, because uh, no. you,
1: you've, you've because already, you've already insulted me by not liking shrinking. So I, I've moved past that. Oh God. I feel like I can <clears throat> oh move, God. move we're, past we're, that.
0: We're, we're, no, we're, we're, we're gonna get to that. Did you finish oh. the season? Oh, as I, I think I posted to Instagram last night, like there are certain shows that are of quality that you have to wait until you're in front of a good TV in front of, like, I, I actually think you've made this, dis- uh, um, you've made this distinction that there's, there's some TV that you need to reserve for the LG OLED yeah. and there's some TV that right. who, who gives a shit. Yeah. A yeah. uh, shrinking is definitely a laptop show. Sure. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. And then that's code for, it's not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay uh all right so let's anyway so we'll we'll get to the tesla stuff probably next week but um yeah uh the full self-driving thing is not very good i will ask one one quick question is that is this a feature of the full self-driving thing it did have a feature where when the light turns green it'll make a little chime do you get that with your like your your half measures <laughs> you you got the mike Trout version where you got like kind of the half autopilot
1: so <clears throat> I don't have that, but not for the reason that you're asking about. So Because I... you,
0: you got... They used to segment it and not just like... Because right now, the current options are $0 just autopilot on freeways, which is basically just like a, a pretty robust uh, adaptive cruise control with lane assist. And then the full, crazy expensive, full self-driving lie that he keeps offering. But before, there used to be like a $4,000 one. Is that what you got?
1: That is what I got. They... Took it away, not all that long after I bought my car. And then they, some number of years later, brought it back. And I, I thought it was still an option, but maybe they took it away again. It, uh, enhanced autopilot. And really all that does is add the um, the automatic freeway change functionality, which doesn't work very well. Um, and um, auto-summon, which doesn't work at all. So you know it's um it's that that also wasn't the the best purchase i've ever made if i'm being totally honest
0: well but but if we're being fair like it's kind of like you when you were configuring your car you knew when to stop when you were at the nickel slots at the las vegas airport like you weren't just still throwing money at a lost cause right you you were being ambitious but you knew the limitations of a divided government
1: i did um but no so that to go back to your original question i believe that cars even those that don't have full self-driving have access to that that light change chime thing but they have to have autopilot hardware version 3 i have version 2.5 i have the version that's before 3 so my so like on on my um on my display it, it doesn't show traffic lights because you have to have the version three of the hardware for, for that for those to show up.
0: God, just just drive it into the bay at that point.
1: <laughs> and with me, if I were to um, buy the full self-driving package at this point, i there's a process to go into your local Tesla service center and they they go through and update the the hardware for you. But I'm, mm-hmm. you know, not going to be doing that.
0: Uh so anyway, we'll we'll get to it eventually. I, d- I do actually think that's a nice feature. Uh it's too there's no way to delay it. Because it'll like it's it's a nice reminder, like just as like in case you're spacing off a little bit, but it, it does it the second the light changes, which is kind of it gets a little annoying, but it's but it's uh yeah, there's a yeah, there's a lot of good and a lot of bad.
1: Yeah, that that summarizes the Tesla driving
0: experience pretty well. um, Okay, let's jump into. Oh, actually, so two things here. Okay, so so let's jump into follow up, and if you can tee up this NBA thing, and I will find a screenshot of a thing that is related to what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, so we've been primarily me, I think, have been complaining pretty much since. the latest iPhones were announced that live activities have just been woefully underused and not really implemented by hardly any major app. And that's recently changed a little bit. So the, the MLB app added live activity support and then a little more relevant for me, the, and the official NBA app did as well, um, which is neat. Although... This news also kind of reminded me of something that we've also talked about on the show before, which is I'm not really sure what the context would be for me using a live activity because a game that I want to know the score of, I'm just going to wa- actually watch. there. I, I can't really think of a category of game where... I want to know the score in real time, but I'm not invested enough to actually watch the game. So I'm just not really actually (sighs) sure why, like when I would ever use this. So I'm actually not even sure. I'm not excited that (laughs) live activities are now being used for sports scores.
0: No, I mean, I I, I can see the, like, if, if you're in a situation where you don't have a TV,
1: well, but and and because so, of the, like, the
0: streaming rights situation, it, it's often that you may not be able to actually want uh, watch the game that you want to watch on your iPhone.
1: Yeah, but in that case, like if it's a game that I'm really invested in, I'm recording it so that when I am in a context where I can watch it, I'll just watch it then. And, and I and I don't want to know the score before that because mm-hmm. I'm I'm not one well, of those can, people can, who can sit down and watch like a game where I already know the result.
0: Well, so can we? So to pull on that thread a little bit, I I feel like that viewpoint is insanity. Like I have very much had a, a exposure to people who are like, "Don't tell me what happens. I'm taping it." And and I no, it it happened. It happens in the now. I I don't I don't think sporting like I think spoilers are appropriate cultural norms for television and movies. Sporting events, I disagree. I, I I don't think anybody should have the right to be able to say, "No, I have it on TiVo." Or wow, that's an old person phrase. Uh, like I'm I'm recording it. I don't want to know what happens. Like it's it's just information that that ha- that goes around. Like well, yeah, hard hard
1: disagree there. But um,
0: but I guess like what what are you, what are you? Do you think 100 percent you can like so? Because the game, like I guess fundamentally. If you know the score, you now have eighty-six percent less interest in watching the game, right? Because you know what happens. So I guess, like the the exercise in watching a two and a half to three hour sporting event is kind of it, like it, the moment you know the outcome. It's like actually watching the game itself is actually not that exciting to you anymore. Correct? That's right. Yeah. So just get to know the score.
1: Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> some some real time some real time follow up um, enhanced. <laughs> autopilot actually is still Wait, what is still an option so tesla did did bring back the kind of like not just basic autopilot but also not full self-driving either they they brought back the the enhanced autopilot functionality but again i would very much discourage anyone considering buying that from doing so because the handful of additional features that it adds um I don't find to to work all that well. So,
0: well, I mean, you're just you're thinking small, and you don't like the idea of having a five thousand pound RC car that can <laughs> move twenty feet closer to you and probably run over something in 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 that time, right? Um. Okay, so I and I posted two things in the Slack. Uh, Yeah, so again, I've been very anti-live Like, So one, live activities have been few and far between, so therefore I haven't really had a strong opinion about them, but I just have this profound disdain for the dynamic island because it just sucks and it makes the phone much worse. Uh, But my first obvious experience with it is that uh, the the, the Cactus app, the Uber app, um, does it. And I feel like the reason they did it mostly is just so that they could stick the Uber logo at the top of your screen for like 30 minutes. But I mean, their live activity sort of makes sense. I feel like live activities make more sense on the lock screen, and they make zero sense as a dynamic island feature. Like, I think much richer notifications that are, like, context-aware and give you more detail and can be updated in real time. I think, like, the way that, like, do you remember, like, when they pitched this at WWDC before the phone itself was actually out? Yep. Yep. That made way more sense. I feel like the Dynamic Island adds nothing to that. And if any case, it's a worse implementation of that idea. So anyway, yeah, so, so, the, so Cactus Company now has that feature, and it's fine.
1: Yeah, I actually think that is a use that I'd be more likely to um, actually use in practice than a sports score.
0: And the sports one, actually, I mean, to your point, uh, I, I do think you're right in that, or I, I think you're more right in this, in the context that a sport, a, sp- a sporting game, <laughs> a, a, a basketball match, um, it's it like, it's a three hour event. So that's occupying like the top fifth of your phone for the, like, that's a long time to be actively tracking that to the point where I, I do think you're like, of I would just watch it makes more sense. Kind of, but on the lock screen, I don't know, better real estate for that. Yeah. All right. So the so oh, we talked about this like a month ago, maybe the Sonos. Um, there are two new speakers that are kind of slotting because these are not replacing the the Sonos ones, correct? It's kind of fitting in where the Sonos three and maybe the Sonos 5 fit in but the Sonos 5s actually I, I think both of those models are still going to exist um but yeah they have two new mid-range speakers and the big draw of them allegedly or like the the unique feature of them is that it supports um like simulated like spatial audio
1: right well the yeah. the higher end one does the era um is it the one hundred, whatever the the more entry level one is? Um that does not support spatial audio. Just the ERA three hundred, the the more expensive one.
0: Got it. So then I wait, then what is the what does the Aero one hundred offer? Or I guess like what what is the point of it as compared to a Sonos one?
1: Because
0: um, I doubt I, it's dramatically it's like it's markedly better where it makes sense for two Entry-level speakers to exist. I
1: think it's. I think it's. You know, marginally better sound quality. I think it also supports um, line in over USB C.
0: Oh, which... that was the one feature of the Verge review that I I did not know that existed. Like you can get a C to C cable and plug in an iPad and. Well, at that I, point, I, why don't you just use Bluetooth? I, well, I, yeah. I I
1: I don't know if if it's as simple as that. I'd be curious to know if there's some um technical limitations um with trying to use USB C as as an input, but um I guess also you could you could you could probably buy just a like a you know three and a half millimeter plug to USB C
0: adapter. Well I,
1: yeah, sure so well, 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 I mean well, even well, Apple well, sells so, those. So
0: well what what device do you own is outputting a headphone jack?
1: Well, I, not, not me personally, but like if you're if you're someone who um, has a device like that and you want to use a Sonos speaker to, you know, play audio um, from there previously hasn't been a way to do that. Your only option well, yeah. with previous generation of Sonos speakers has been um, Bluetooth or AirPlay.
0: Yeah. So I just sent you the link. This is actually the same thing Apple sells for yeah, their iPads. Yeah, yeah. So you, you get the little thing and you just get the little doodad kind of like... Back when Apple was courageous and re- removed the headphone jack, right. Um, so that's interesting. I guess the one thing that I like the, that does stand out, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that the Era One is it the 100, 150? 100. Um is that it has Bluetooth on it, like the Move. So I guess maybe that's the difference between it and the Sonos One.
1: Yeah, the Sonos One does not have Bluetooth, so that that would be another another difference.
0: So I guess at this point they're just going to eventually discontinue the Sonos One or maybe only keep the so cuz I have what's called the Sonos One SL cuz I didn't want the Amazon Alexa stuff. So, yeah. Hmm.
1: I was um I was in Costco um this weekend and there was um something called the Sonos Arc SL. And yeah. I had I had forgotten about the whole Sonos SL thing. So I, I saw the Arc SL and I was like, what the hell is that? And it's um it's just the same idea. It's like the the regular Arc but it doesn't have a microphone in it. I th- I think and I'm, this and I'm like, fairly the, certain I, it's like a Costco exclusive because I don't I don't I've never seen that elsewhere and I'm actually looking on the um sonos website now and the only thing i see is the sonos one sl i don't see an sl version of the arc
0: um i think you might be mostly right so i just sent you a link so it looks like on sonos's website themselves proper they only sell the they they sell it but only refurbs
1: mm, okay but then so the second result all the, all on the, Google all so, the costco returns
0: <laughs> yeah because they have that because yeah Costco like costco has the 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 nordstrom return policy where they'll take back that you know like that a 30 foot tall teddy bear like it's that and and sonos speakers i'll take him back but yeah um i was gonna actually say that that makes sense that they have that but but no um i don't think having a microphone-less version of the arc makes sense because i actually thought the arc for a minute was the low-end one so because like that's the whole thing with the sonos 1sl is that you're either buying it because it's a privacy-focused thing, or you're buying it because you want it to be cheaper, but I only think the Sonos One SL is only like $30 cheaper. And with the Arc, since that's their high-end soundbar, how much money can it possibly be saving?
1: Yeah, I I don't like, actually recall what the price at Costco was, but it, did, it didn't strike me as being like all that much less expensive.
0: The Sonos Arc is nine hundred dollars. The and I have to sign in to see the price at CostcoWholesale.com. I'm not a member, so never mind. Okay. <laughs> um, man, I was forget how how big the arc is. Thanks.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's very large. <laughs>
0: it's it's the it's the size of a lightsaber. Uh,
1: no, much, much bigger, much bigger than that.
0: Let's let's go to the set of shrinking and ask. Uh, what's his face? Um. Actually, ooh, that uh, oh, that I didn't, I didn't even mean to make that a, a, a segue, but it it was because the yeah, the so sorry, Sonos has a Mac app. It it stinks. I don't I don't know what it is. I don't even know why I thought of doing it. because I guess sorry, I was playing around with the Sonos app, um, because I wanted to see about like not because I, anytime I use the Sonos speakers, I'm always using AirPlay, and then sometimes I'll have to take a phone call, and that kind of puts the end of that. I've just never been somebody who wants to use. I just don't I'm I'm I don't trust having the Sonos speakers themselves interface with Spotify or do whatever they're doing. So, I don't know. But I I've, I've been playing around with that and then the Sonos app is actually solid. Mhm. Um but the Sonos Mac app is profoundly not good. Yeah, I'm not uh, not as to hear as as, as as one would expect. But I thought I I thought maybe hey, Catalyst, the other stuff, it might be better, but no, it's like it's not like it's just like an unmaintained like old school Mac app. Like it's not and it's not an electron app either. It's just it's just it's just weird and bad. I don't know.
1: I've never used it, but yeah, I'm I'm not yeah. surprised to hear it's not great. Yeah.
0: Um, and this is a vaguely follow up. Uh television updates. It's it's been a big couple of weeks. So of note for listeners of this show. Um, so Shrinking had its uh season finale this past thursday uh ted lasso uh has been back for a week and a half so there have been there are two episodes out of uh that television program uh and of the biggest news of the past year uh succession is back as of this sunday
1: yeah last season
0: Mm -hmm. you still have not watched a single frame of it
1: Uh, i've seen the first episode of season one
0: okay so you still need to watch like three more to get into it got it yep uh what's what's your uh brief review of shrinking and how do you feel about the show uh as it has it has ended
1: uh well so i guess spoiler horn you can insert here um i was 100 percent convinced and, and had been the entire season that um harrison ford had had probably only signed on to do one season of the show because that, that, like that's the way that it used to be where Um, like the, the, the classic example of this that comes to mind is, um, Sean Bean in Game of Thrones, not expecting you to know who he is, but he's a relatively well-known actor and, you know, way back in, I guess it was what, 2009 or 2010, whenever the first season of Game of Thrones was, and it was announced that he was in the show, it was like, whoa, like big actor going to a TV show, like, which really just wasn't, wasn't nearly as big of a thing then as it is now. But the solution was he he gets killed at the end of season one. So it was clearly like, hey, come do this show and you're going to be a character who is only going to be around for one season. So that's kind of how you get them to, to do it because they're not signing up for some multi-season commitment. Um, so I guess I was kind of still in that mindset and just figured that Harrison Ford had agreed to do the show, but with the condition being that he was only going to do one season of it. And at a couple of times during the season, it really did seem like they were setting up for his character to, you know, basically move out of the area and 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 be kind of written out of the show. And I, I was totally convinced that something in the finale was gonna was gonna finally happen where it was gonna be clear that he wasn't gonna be back for next season. But but that is that's very much not the case. And um, I thought about it more after and was thinking like, well, actually, yeah, I guess more and more big name actors are doing TV now, and that's becoming much more of a, of a common thing. So a a big name actor doing multiple seasons of a TV show, you know, isn't, isn't what it was back, you know, 10 years ago. So I think it's kind of an old, old school way of thinking on my part.
0: Is Harrison Ford a big name actor? How dare you?
1: Um, so I was, so I was surprised by that. Um, and then of course, you know, surprised by the actual ending itself. And, you know, Glad that they did something very unexpected like that, and am and already super excited about season two. Mm. Um, so you you watched the whole season? I'm surprised.
0: I did. Uh, again, we we can talk. No judgments, and the fact that you recommended this is no judgment on you.
1: Mm.
0: No, but is is that is that agreed? Sure.
1: I mean, you don't you don't so like it's, good TV. It's, it's,
0: it's, fine. it's no, <laughs> oh no, I I I strongly dispute that. It's so bad. I've, I I well, man, I don't know what it is about Apple TV shows where similar to the morning show. I, I guess let, let's condense it. Let's pretend the morning show season one and two. I'm not sure where you guys are at in terms of that. Um, in terms of a show starting out strong and then just massively fizzling out is this is very much the same where it had like a, a great pilot great first few episodes and then it just became the same thing it became unrealistic and unfunny and yeah i i i i'm so confused as as to why so many people like it um <sighs> Yeah, I, I I guess the biggest thing that bums me out for, and again, and, and spoiler horn, is that, that what's her name? Uh, the the neighbor uh, who used to be on the Drew Carey show.
1: Oh, that's where she's Liz. from.
0: We we oh. talked about this three weeks ago. No, you you and you were you were shocked then too. She was she was Kate <laughs> O'Brien on the Drew Carey show. Oh, and okay,
1: yeah, this is coming back to me now.
0: Yeah, but what's her name? Is it Liz?
1: Liz is her. Uh, yeah, the character yeah. name in the show. Yeah,
0: like she sucks. Like, her, she had such a strong, like, when she, when, like, the show premiered, and again, spoilers, like, she was very much filling in for the mother role after the lead character's wife died. Like, it, it, she was such a strong, and seemingly, like, well-rounded and, like, deep and interesting character, and now she's just, like, it, her character's so, like, superficial and not interesting, and she's just there to be, like, a, Difficult, like, she, like she just delivers one liners that aren't very fun. I, I, yeah, it bummed it bummed me out that her her character. Like, do you do you even towards the end? Do you think her character is as strong as it was at the start?
1: Yeah, I do. I I, I really like her character. Oh
0: man. Um. Anyway, like I, I I I think I think people should watch it. Like, and and definitely form your own opinion of it. But I but I do I like I'm bummed that it. I feel like it could be good, and it's it towards the end it it has cemented itself as being a show that is definitely not well it is a complete wasted potential and with that i feel so uh how are you have you watched ted lasso
1: i have yeah both episodes
0: both episodes i feel like shrinking has ruined that show for me too because i see because it's basically the same show in terms of a bunch of people on screen making one-liners that are geared for a very specific type of audience and i can't it's like the fedex logo you can't unsee it like i and i know that brett goldstein was the co-creator and and like is maybe one of the writers on shrinking it's just uh, yeah i don't know it it bums me like the, the the shows are would you agree that the shows are very similar in a lot of ways
1: well, so when when the lady friend and I watched season or uh, episode 1 rather of Shrinking, she was really quick to point out how similar some of it felt to Ted Lasso. Yeah. And neither of us knew the like the backstory of like, oh, it's 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 like the same production team as as Ted Lasso. So I, I mean, evidently it she very much noticed that. I I didn't really notice it as much um and when it's when it's pointed out like i totally see what you're saying but i i don't i definitely don't feel the same way about one show changing my view of the other one like I, they're still I guess, separate do, enough in my do mind.
0: you remember when the um in at the, uh, the I think it was near the start of the first episode of the season of Ted Lasso, where he is saying goodbye to his son at the airport. Mm-hmm, Yeah, and then his son makes a, a weird comment about not wanting to return to America or something.
1: Uh he he makes some political comment. Yeah,
0: it just felt so. It felt like a line that literally could be like if there was like a, a cameo of a kid in Shrinking. It it felt so much of that same comedic aesthetic of 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 just be, one having a very uh, having a specific political viewpoint and also just, I don't know, like it, it's, it, they're, they're all too, like, it's, it feels like they're have like, as the show has gone on has less substance to it. And it's more about just one liners all the time.
1: So I think something that maybe is just different about you and I is like, I have different ways in which I watch TV depending on what I'm watching. Hmm. So like, for shows like you know most recently the last of us or uh, actually now currently the mandalorian those are shows that like i'm kind of hanging on like every sentence to i'm reading all the recaps you know good and bad the the following day like i'm i'm super like plugged into it really like thinking through it critically um really kind of going like like doing a deep dive on those kind of shows Whereas like other shows that I watch, including Shrinking and Ted Lasso, I'm just I'm not doing that. I'm just I'm I'm there just to kind of enjoy it. It's you know it's it's easy viewing. Well, I mean Shrinking ha- obviously has its moments where it's not so easy viewing, but um, <sighs> it's it's not a it's not a show where I'm going to read the you know the the critical reviews of it the next day, like I do with um, the Mandalorian and um, shows where I'm a little more. Plugged into the, I guess, critical aspect of it. Like, I just, I just don't do that for everything I watch. So I'm not, I'm not thinking through. Like, I'm not thinking through. Like, oh, that line in Ted Lasso could have been in Shrinking. Like, I'm just not thinking about it at that level.
0: Hmm. And if, and if you do, so I mean, I'm, that's so, fine. Well, no, but, so I'm, so I'm going to say that's fair because, because there's, there's no wrong way to experience entertainment. No, definitely. But, not. but, but I guess my. I feel like the the problem is that the first season of Ted Lasso was damn near perfect where it had like it, 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 it was funny. It was, it was fast paced. It, it was a good, good delivery of so many things. It had an interesting story that had a start, middle and end, or at least like as something to tee up another season. And it was, it was a good self-contained thing. And I I think, what what, is it, is it, is the phrase, like, it's not the sophomore slump, but like, it's just kind of, I just, I think they're failing at trying to recreate what that was. Because it feels like just every joke Ted makes, I'm just, it doesn't feel funny anymore. Like I, and there's not anything consequential going on in the show. So like. I don't follow soccer, so I don't know. And also, again, spoilers. I don't know who, like, this eccentric soccer player is supposed to be paralleling in the real world. But, like, yeah. Like, I like I still love like, Danny Rojas and everybody. But, like, But there's, like, it feels like we've seen it all before. And then ha- coupling that with shrinking, which is Ted Lasso but psychiatrists it's 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 the thing where it's like okay I've seen I've seen this play before yeah I don't know like I I, I don't regret having spent time on shrieking it's it's more of a this could have been great and it's it it isn't yeah
1: no I'll just have to agree or disagree (laughs)
0: sure uh anyway a, a succession is back and the season premiere was fucking great um and uh people should watch that and if you haven't seen the show before go watch that too uh and just remember that you have to watch the first three episodes and it's about very unpleasant people so just slog through it and then you will see one of the best television shows of the past decade hmm. all right what else we got
1: uh, well, now we kind of turn towards it being all about you, because oh, um, no. you <laughs> you've um, spent the last oh. what eight days or so um, yeah, traveling across li- the country.
0: No, no, I had to leave the country for a little bit, as, as you <laughs> as you mentioned. Actually, this this will be fairly quick. Uh, we'll knock over a couple of points because some of this was at your behest or suggestion. So, a few things. So, one, as we, t- so we talked about, so. I visited and again this is a contentious point what part of the what region of the country would you say uh, Nashville and Austin are and are they in the same region
1: uh, I'm really bad at geography so we should caveat everything I'm about to say with that um, I guess I would say the I guess I would say that Austin is I do know I feel like Texas is just its own thing like Texas doesn't really fit <laughs> into it's like it's not the south it's not the midwest i don't know i yeah texas is just texas so that's my answer there nashville um i mean i i, I guess midwest but i feel like that's probably going to upset a lot of people so i don't i don't know what the right answer is there
0: yeah so this 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 comes up a lot and apparently i'm always wrong or, or this does upset people i don't cancel me. I I feel like any place that is not touching a coast is the midwest and apparently that's um very problematic to people. It's a um, a,
1: a viewpoint as of you know someone who has never lived very far from the coast.
0: Well yeah, but but again, it the the the, the, the like it's it's yeah, you got the west coast, the east coast, and you got the midwest. It just happens to be literally everything else, because the because the other thing is like so again I but I have done more research like and I, and I I say that half jokingly but also half seriously because there are different things there there's the Midwest there's the the Great Plains there's the what's what what is Wisconsin the Great Lakes region you got the the Southwest you got the South and a whole bunch of other stuff so I I did earnestly try to look this up I do think both Nashville and Texas fall in the collective description of the South. Okay. Like, I think the Southwest is Arizona, Nevada, and New Mexico, mm-hmm. but the Midwest, and this is the most contentious part because I, I frequently have this conversation whenever I talk to anybody from Illinois, Chicago feels like an East, uh, East coast city, but it's obviously in the middle of the country. So I I always say Illinois is, is the East coast. Even though it makes no sense. And then mm. it it starts a long conversation. But anyway, so but but apparently the Midwest is uh like Iowa, Illinois, and and the other purple states. Anyway, um yeah, it d- does does feel a little bit like being in an entirely different country, but it's it's okay. So a few things. So one, it's Nashville first. Uh oh goodness, it, a lot a, a lot of the, the the downtown area is very much a like a caricature of itself. It's it's very much uh, like Bachelorette Party Central and Martina McBride and who, who's who's Jason Aldean. I feel like you would maybe know who that is.
1: Some famous country music singer. Don't know yeah, a lot so, about him other than that.
0: So they all have restaurants or they and have bars. they have lent their names to restaurants and uh-huh. bars, and, and it's it's just it's it's an experience, and it's it's just not actually that pleasant. Mm. But no, overall, like I don't know cool town not not much public (laughs) public transit or anything like that so that that side of things was not really anything for me um but no country music hall of fame is great there's a whole taylor swift section there it's 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 a it's a neat city and everything was fine and um yeah where where uh, did you
1: stay did you stay like at an airbnb downtown or
0: yeah, no, so I still do Airbnbs in most places, and I stayed in the Edge Hill neighborhood. And anyway, like the Airbnb I stayed at it was actually very, very nice and very cool. It was better than the one in Austin. Uh, the rental car situation was weird, though. So that was one of the things during the pandemic where used cars and rental car availability prices, like those all just went crazy. And it was fairly cheap in uh, Nashville where it was like 40 bucks a day. Whereas in Austin, it was not. It was like $90 a day, which is how I ended up um, renting some guy's Tesla. So mm. anyway, no, like, uh, like Nashville is cool. I, I do think people should go check it out. Visit the food is quite good that they have the, uh, in terms of my uh, croissant rankings, uh, they have the best chocolate croissant in the continental United States. So unfortunately, the Bay Area has some catching up to do. Mm. Um. Oh, and also, uh, in terms of the rental car thing, uh, it had I rented the world's crappiest uh, Toyota Rav Four that uh, does not have CarPlay, does not have any navigation in it whatsoever, and it was a 2022 model. Like it, it was one of the lousiest cars I've ever driven, and it's kind of a bummer. I don't know. Like it's, I w- I thought we were at the point where kind of like smartphones, like even the worst one is still good. Not the case, anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, uh, but, you know obviously been a while since I've rented a car, but even pre-pandemic, it was it was pretty common for even basic rental cars to have car play. So that that yeah. is that is pretty surprising that yours didn't.
0: Well, I remember like like four or five years ago when I visited uh, DC, I rented a, like a a crappy Ford or like sorry, like a, a fairly like uh, entry level Ford Fusion or Ford Focus or whatever, and it, it had carplay like it was a very low res kind of crappy screen but it yeah in 2019 it had it and this car did not
1: yeah because like most base models of cars now which presumably is mostly what car rental companies are buying like even those generally have carplay now like you know it used to be locked behind premium trims which in some cases it still is but usually
0: not it's because like, they, there was some legislation. I don't know if it's a California only thing or if it's a national US thing, but um, now every car sold in like the past two years has to have a backup camera. So that broke the barrier to entry in terms of like every car now has to have a screen of some sort. Mm. So that kind of meant like, well, screw it. Like, it might as well have nav or carplay. Right. And that's where I think I made the offline online joke. It like, didn't like, doesn't like Tim or Craig come up and say that like 96% of every single car has carplay? Uh, I, I, this is the four percent
1: well whatever, no they it, it, their stat was um or cars like which option. which had it as an option and like literally the the percentage that doesn't is tesla
0: <laughs> <laughs> good point um so anyway so that, yeah that that would that was fine um it's a, it's a car it's a car that drives and it reminded me how much uh cvts are a scourge on the world but anyway um and the last thing about that is related to that airbnb it had uh so they had one they had actually had a very nice uh lg smart tv and it had a chromecast attached to it and i had actually not used youtube tv with any like amount of like just it for more than a couple minutes at a time and it's fine it has it has two things that i think are curious that i, that I wanted to bring up which is um you may remember this and I've I've never understood how this is legal or how the economics of this work but do you like pretend before back when you had regular cable do you know how like on like during like not broadcast TV like cable TV channel commercial breaks sometimes like the cable company would intersperse um, local ads yeah does that ring a bell yep on YouTube TV so one I never understood how that was how cable companies were able to do that like don't people pay for that? Like where they expect them to be seen and not have like the buy my bikes guy come up, but I don't know. But on YouTube TV, they do the same thing, but because it's uh, over the, like it's a digital service, it's much more obvious that they're overlaying ads. And sometimes you will get a little thing that just says like, it's just like an Apple TV screensaver, but it's from Google earth. And it'll just say, Hey, enjoy this moment of Zen. Google TV. will be right back. Do you ever get that?
1: Oh yeah. Well, all the time.
0: That's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, yeah, but i would like. I don't know. But YouTube TV, like, it's like I don't know what the latency is, but the picture quality. Like, this house also had Google Fiber, so it had gigabit. uh It was very nice for photography mm. backup reasons. Yeah. But yeah, gigabit up and down. So a little AT&T fiber situation too. Like, yeah, it was it, YouTube TV. YouTube TV, that's nice. It is ish. Yeah, but it's yeah. also very costly.
1: <laughs> uh, I'd be becoming ever more so. Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, what else? A couple, a couple of things. So, uh, at the Nashville airport, uh, they have, so I've never seen, uh, the Amazon go technology in a non Amazon go store context. Cause I, the, it's not Irvine, but it's someplace, oh, maybe it's like West Hollywood, but like in, in Southern California,
1: Tustin, there is we, one, we, we did this. Last yeah, time too.
0: yeah. Yeah. There's one whole foods that has, that is legit. Like, like Amazon go times 20. I don't think Word. it's a Whole
1: Foods. I think it's it's like an Amazon branded grocery store that I'm sure takes inspiration from Whole Foods, but it's not an officially branded Whole Foods, I don't think. It's like it's Amazon. It's like Amazon Fresh but not not the delivery service.
0: No. So actually okay, so no, you, so that's where I, maybe this that is the Tustin thing, but so I'll send you a link to another one. So it is actually um it's in Sherman Oaks. Mm, okay. Where it is literally an entire Whole Foods market, but the just walk out technology. Got it. Because I think they also had a thing where it was like a smart grocery cart.
1: At the Tustin one, yeah. They, yeah. Yep, yep.
0: Yeah. But anyway, I'd never seen that outside of the Amazon Go store context, and I sent you a picture of it, and it was actually, it's kind of interesting where it looks like you don't need like the Amazon Go app or that QR code where it basically just... Will know like you. You just tap in with an NFC enabled credit card, and it just knows who you are, and you grab you grab your airport water for eight fifty or whatever, and you just go, go on your way.
1: That's yeah, th- of- That's the right way to do it is through a credit card. That's really smart. I like that.
0: Like the the Amazon the the only advantage I would see about the Amazon Go thing, or well, I mean, because well, I, the I, I think I just solved my own problem. I was going to say is that it's nice that they have like an Amazon receipt like that gets automata- ad- automatically emailed to you and like you have a record of it but i'm sure they have some way to work that backwards with your credit card number. Yeah, so. I, I would think so. Yeah, anyway, that i thought i thought that was kind of neat. Okay. So the more interesting part. Yes. So Austin um, you, you introduced me to, <laughs> so much like you introduced me to shrinking, you introduced me to a show, uh, several years ago called Fixer, is it Fixer Upper?
1: That's, that's the one, yeah. Uh,
0: and they have now become unwitting friends of the show, but, um, it's, it's hosted by two, uh, two very happy, uh, people, mm-hmm. uh, named Joanna, <laughs> Joanna Gaines and, uh, Ch- uh, what's, what's, what's Chip short for? Uh, Ch- uh like Chip Gaines. and. They they're from Waco, Texas, which is 96 miles outside Austin. Ask me how I know um, because of superchargers um, and they renovate houses and the show blew up and uh, now Waco, Texas is Magnolia land. Yes. So I, I, I have some questions. Mm-hmm. What was it like when you went? Because I guess, so So when I went, I was initially just going to go to, hey, this is an excuse to kind of check out what how autopilot works on a longer drive. Maybe check out a supercharger, get some time in with the Model 3, and I'll go to Magnolia Press and get some coffee. And that, and that was, that was going to be my morning. I was n- maybe not prepared for what downtown Waco was going to be and literally how much of it was magnolia adjacent mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i guess can you tell me because you went like three or four years ago right like pre-pandemic
1: yeah so we went back in 2016 oh and yeah. i'll tell you that since that time the the size of of the silos which is basically where you know all the all the shops and like that coffee shop that you just mentioned are that all has basically doubled in size since we've been they they did a whole special where they showed them adding a bunch of new stuff to the to the silos um and even back in 2016 so but before any of that happened back when the silos were like half the size maybe even less than half the size than what they are today even then it felt ex- the same way that you just described it where you show up in waco and it's like oh yeah this is this is like basically the whole town <laughs> um Which, on one hand, I guess is like kind of what we were expecting, but on the other hand, you just don't get a full um sense of it until you're there. I guess. I mean, Baylor too. Like Baylor, obviously, is a big part of the town, but um, I
0: also did not know. So I, I know from a basketball college basketball context that there's a university called Baylor. I did not. I'd never put, put like. I guess has it never come up in fixer upper? Like has nobody?
1: Oh yeah, no. They've, they've they their... bring up. They bring up Baylor I think. Dang, I think Chip Winter.
0: Oh, I, I, maybe I, I don't know. Maybe I'm a, just a fair weather fan. I, I don't ever remember that coming up.
1: Oh yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, I know. I, I totally, I totally get what you mean. And I, I can only imagine how much more so Waco feels like Magnolia land today, given how much all of that's expanded.
0: So it's like, so let me send some phone photos cause I still have not worked through the lightroom stuff. Um, it's like a three block by three, mm-hmm. like it's a, it's a, it's an, it's a thing. So there yep. is, oh, okay. So, so the, 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 the gains compound, they've got, so you got, you got the silos and I don't know, can you, can you briefly tell me what the story of this, do the silos have anything to do with Magnolia or was it just like, they're like, oh, this is an abandoned lot. We can turn into something cool. Like what, what, what are, what's the, what are, what that, are the silos
1: that what what you just said?
0: They're like, hey, this is a cool place to maybe build something new on. And it happened to have some probably like out of commission grain silos. That's C- it? Correct. Yep. Okay. So that's cool. So, so so then, so I assume this started with, so right next to the silos, there is the also, sorry, stepping back a minute. So after leaving the supercharger in Temple, Temple Texas, uh, as you're driving into Waco, there's a billboard that has Chip's face on it that says, wouldn't this day be better with cupcakes? I, I shit you not, and I, and I didn't want to take a picture while I was driving, even though allegedly the car drives itself. <laughs> um, so that, so that, that is in reference to the mat, the silos baking company, and uh, so th- that's the thing that's right next to like the the silos, and there was a thirty five minute wait for that. They they run the line very very well, but there it, this was a like a, a like a Friday morning. This but there was a thirty five minute wait for it.
1: Sorry, the, a 35 minute wait for what? Cupcakes? At at where? The
0: Magnolia Silos Baking Company the, or whatever? Ba-
1: oh, okay. Got it. Yep. So that The
0: cof- the coffee shop was very accessible and, and easy and that was fast. Got it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so the the bakery um had actually just been built when we went. It had just been well, so open. The, what, so um, What was what
0: was there before?
1: So, um well, it it's kind of it, your your pictures here are actually kind of a good um summary of like how half of it was there when we went and half of it's new. So like the bakery was there, um the baseball field and the church and all of that, none of that was there. That's all new. Um oh I, also
0: sorry, and uh, this is I hope this is not controversial. Are are Chip and JoJo like pretty religious? They they are, yeah. So that's the one thing that I was not expecting is that they they do kind of like a Chick Fil A thing. Like they're none of it's open on Sundays. I was not aware of that. No judgments. Uh, like that, that. That's that's a. I'm uh, no, oh, okay. not making a sticking point about that. But no, straight up, like it, everything said closed on Sunday.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, we we I I don't remember that either. But I mean, we we must have taken that into account when we went. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm not not surprised to hear that.
0: Um so you said you said the
1: bakery had a thirty five minute wait
0: okay, Ryan. oh dear so I, did, I just uh, let me see if this posts in slack this is this comes from the fancy camera mm-hmm. uh, uh yikes, okay, so yeah, so one Texas is so fucking hot mm, yeah uh, Can, and, and, can't and, can't sorry confirm. sorry and not, not in a good way i mean i mean in in the, in the weather way mm-hmm. oh dear, and also again, I talk about this every time I go to any other different part of the country. California is beautiful. California is perfect. California, regardless of what part you're in can be really warm sometimes, but it's a pleasant heat. Mm -hmm. Every other other part of the country, it's a humid, gross. You step outside and you just need, you need to restart your day after being outside for 30 minutes. Chicago, DC, Texas, the humidity is, is what does the rest of the country in. But so, yeah, so 35 minute wait, and they, they, they come out with a uh, little golf pencils and a little ordering sheet and they tell yep. you kind of what's I remember, what I remember
1: that. Yeah.
0: And I, I marked down the thing and like the light, like it, like the, the, the bakery is like very small and it like, is. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're doing the best that they can. Um, and I, and I appreciate from a design aesthetic, uh, like so much of this operation, like the, the name tags they have their employees wear are like super, like they're like carved like wood, like it, it's all great. Like from a, from a designy aesthetics perspective. Perspective, like I, I, I love it.
1: Well, well thought through. Yeah,
0: but like, yeah. So it was thirty five minutes to get to to get a couple of scones and some cupcakes, and man, one of the cupcakes is called shiplap.
1: I don't no. think they no. had that when we were there. I feel like that's something we were so remember. fucking on
0: the nose. So so on the nose. Like I, I can't tell if it's so clever or so dumb. Like I mean, I maybe a little bit of both. And it was not a very good cupcake. Mm. Like I did, like well, because it was was it it was it was a vanilla cupcake with vanilla vanilla cream.
1: Not with wood shavings, though. I presume
0: maybe who 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 (laughs) it 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 was it was not very good. Um, I have a picture somewhere. I'll 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 dig it up once I edit these photos. Um, I also got a chocolate one. It was slightly better. The cupcakes were not good. Uh, the they have a scone which you I don't think I have bought. I went this this winter, back when we had really dark days, uh, like daylight savings time wise, not politically. Uh, I bought a fair number of cookbooks. I don't think I have the Magnolia Table one yet. They had they had at the the baking company. They had a really good scone called the Prized Pig. If you can tell me if that's in the Magnolia Table um, cookbook, take a picture of it for me, or tell me to buy the cookbook, and I'll maybe do that because it was it was it was a very good scone. the The cupcakes were a dud. Um, although it, it was kind of fun for the gimmick of uh it's called Shiplap. Uh but the the scones were, were, were damn good.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think that is in the cookbook. So we we have both versions of it because there's been like well not, <laughs> not versions. There's 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 been two editions of it.
0: Okay. Um, there's there's no Joanna's version, she didn't have to Yeah.
1: And I, That's I don't a Swift that, joke. <laughs> that that doesn't sound um familiar.
0: Okay, but no, it was, it was just a good like a savory scone with a little like uh, bacon pieces in it. It was um, yeah, it's quite good, um, but no, but I, I will say very good things about the Magnolia Press. Not not that it's great coffee, but like it, it's it's a nice big space and honestly, they have kind of like this the there's like three like you have like the, the Starbucks area like the barista section, then you have like a whole indoor what's almost kind of like a co-working space and then that you have this like massive patio out back. So like in terms of like, I like I would kill for one of those places to be in San Francisco. Like it was just, it was just a very nice coffee shop. The coffee was fine, but it was very nice.
1: Yeah. That, that was not, um, that was not there when we were there. Yeah. So I think we, I think, I think we got coffee from the bakery when we were there, which is that, is that, do they still even sell coffee there or do they just tell you to, they do not. Yeah. They just tell you to go across the because the, the coffee place is like across the street, Right.
0: Uh, well again it's a multi-block compound mm. like again i went i i i just but i i do not actually it it's if it, it is like disneyland but it is oh yeah the gains
1: oh yeah i mean it, it was seven years ago so I, I can only imagine what it
0: is now uh, and then there's a baseball field for for the kiddos mm-hmm. and you can go get concessions at the Magnolia Silos feel it, it's, 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 it's so extra. And, 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 but, and I, and I don't hate it, but I, but it's, 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 it was not, it was not what I was expecting. So a, a little bit, it was a tiny bit cringy, but it was, mm. but it was, it was still interesting. Um, I don't know. Like it was fun, but the, the only, the one part that does, that does bum me out or that. So there was a, there's a thing called uh chapter one at the silos. Were you aware of this?
1: That does not sound familiar. No.
0: So, you know, I love bookstores and I love books. I was like, "Oh, that's really cool. I'm gonna pop in." It's literally just stationery and fucking Joanna's books. Like, mm. it, there, there are <laughs> literally. I I sent a picture. It is yeah. just the three most recent editions of the Magnolia Magazine, which also of the thing. Uh, well, mm. Yeah, the 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 in whenever you see a uh, a magnolia journal or whatever at at like Target, like just seeing one, it's always kind of makes you smile. But when you see them like right next to each other, it's it's kind of a lot. But anyway, but it it the whole thing like the aesthetic, like the design. There's there's a lot to like, but it's also it's a little bit much. But everybody everybody was having an amazing time. The one thing that I have a question for you about because you are you had to furnish a home in the past few years and you had to the when you were there was there the magnolia home store
1: there so it is that like a whole separate building now it's a
0: fucking no it's a fucking straight up crate and barrel like it is literally attached to the coffee shop like you can walk through okay. the coffee shop into so, like what yeah
1: yeah so they when we were there they did have a home like there was basically only one store when we were there like one massive store and like the kind of the back of that was essentially like kind of a furniture section. But I I think I do remember either reading or maybe it was in the the TV series they did showing them adding to the silos that that they added like a whole, yeah, like separate building for the furniture stuff. So that that's been expanded since we've been there.
0: Yeah. So that I don't actually get the point of that. Because it's not like, cause when you go, so they have their partnership with target and they have a hearth and home or hearth and hand or whatever. Um, and that stuff is like, it, it's, it's priced for the, the target shopper, but everything at the Magnolia home store was basically like crate and barrel pricing mm-hmm. or almost like pottery barn pricing. And I don't know who that's for because it's not national. Like I know they have like a online storefront. And like, obviously like, cause like nobody, I assume nobody shopping there lives in Waco. Like I assume Magnolia press attracts like a local crowd, maybe the bakery, but you're not shopping at Magnolia home. If you actually live there, like there you go anywhere else, but like, I don't, I don't get as a brand exercise, what the point of that is. Oh, like it's, it's all just very costly. And then the only thing that I thought was, very funny is that i sent you a picture so there's a little tag on here and this is uh this is part of their um carry on the story series uh this is a, a used furniture piece that was found and collected by joe and it's a it's a vintage hutch that is $6500 uh that was used in the entryway of the tudor style house on fixer upper season 5 episode 4 only $6500
1: yeah, I don't remember them doing anything like that when we were there. Where they would label something as having been from the show. I mean, maybe, maybe they had some of that stuff, and I just didn't didn't notice it. But yeah, that's, well, and, that, uh, and that, that's that's a lot.
0: Well, for that, I don't I don't even get it. So does that mean like when they re- they fix up a house, you don't they they there's like it's like staging furniture and you're like nope, it's ours.
1: Uh, yeah, like I, I, that. that <laughs> yeah, that that's that's exactly what they do, and I I believe mm, that they Cause, get well, cause, well. I think I think they give. The homeowners an option to, to buy, buy the staging if they want to, but that's not not a part of the deal, I don't think.
0: <laughs> well, is, isn't that always the thing? Is that like, like the like the, that? I, I it's been a few. Like I, I kind of fell out of like like the heyday of fixer upper. I think the pandemic kind of killed that for a lot of people. But like I, I remember like Jo Jojo going like thrifting and doing stuff, and that was like kind of like integral to the story of revamping the home well so you don't get to keep the stuff then
1: some sometimes they they would get to keep certain stuff like she would have um you know clint the 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 um is the the hotshot woodworker yeah um yeah um who by the way um
0: he closed up his thing
1: right he did but we when when we went we got to go to that and that was actually really neat um Mm. But the so like the the custom made stuff that he does and some other things that, that stuff they get to keep. But um, mm-hmm. evidently, you know, things like a um, a hutch that comes from <laughs> JoJo's warehouse they they do not get to keep because that that is then sold at Magnolia Land.
0: <laughs> it's called Magnolia Home. Uh, I got I got to find a way to trad- a trademark Magnolia Land before they <laughs> they have a chance to. Um, anyway, it it was it was a fun detour. I like honestly, like I, even though I'm cynical about it, I
1: <sighs> I think what so what what I'm interested in and what, what I hadn't really I guess thought about before just talking to you now is you not having an expectation for what it is cuz even like for us, like we're we're actually kind of thinking about maybe going back out there at some point. And even though it's, you know, dramatically increased in scope since we've been like none of it would be a surprise to us because like we we literally watched like a TV series they did where they they walked or w- walked through all of the additions that they did so like we we would know exactly what to expect. But for uh, for someone like you who didn't have that perspective, that that I I could see that being just I don't I don't know what the right word is su- surprising. Un- unexpected. Again,
0: that's that that's the whole thing about. Like my travel philosophy that's changed in the past, like five years, is I'm trying to research less and just kind of have a general idea of what I want to do. So Therefore, like, I, yeah, you go and not. It's not even about expectations. It's not that I had low expectations. I, like, it's just oh, like you, hmm, whatever something happens to be cool. And if you don't like it, you, that's why you have a car. You can just go somewhere else. Or you go do something else. It <clears throat> it was it, it it was interesting, and there were a lot of people there, even on a Friday morning, and it was. It it was, it was an experience like in terms of like, I don't hate it because like, there's the whole, like maybe in a different era or a different life, but maybe, I don't, maybe you, I don't know if you know, uh, um, well, if you know, like younger people, but like the not, kind of, not do really, you, do, no, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Do you like, if you know, unmarried people that aren't, that aren't me, um, <laughs> like, do you know anybody who would go to like the Bridgerton experience or go to the museum of ice cream like are you familiar with what those things are yes do you know anybody who would go to that
1: uh to what either to, to those things yeah. um i mean maybe not those specific things but but like, like experiential
0: things yeah yeah and i feel like that's maybe what this was definitely like, the, like when, oh, when i yeah. was at, like when i was uh, uh d- getting my uh, my cupcakes and scones like the per- the person at the register like uh at, like asked me like where i'm visiting from and i was like oh i don't look like i live in waco but like but like no she was she was also from the bay area like it is was like n- oh. nobody who go- nobody who goes like yeah she went to uh to berkeley and i don't, I don't know i didn't like i want to keep the line moving i did not want to pry as to like well how'd you end up in texas but like nobody who's visiting there like lives there so therefore like it is kind of like it is a. It's it's half commerce, half experiential. Oh, a, and that's where thousand percent, yeah. And that's where I don't like. That's where I, I, like, I the like, I still, my eyes did not roll so far in the back of my head when I saw that there was a shiplap cupcake because I'm like, like the initial impression is like oh, that's so fucking stupid, but also that's super clever, and also maybe a bit of both. I don't know. So yeah, yep. yeah. It's I was just mad about the bookstore. Mm. Bookstores are sacred. Get your, you don't need it, Joanna. I'm I'm sorry. You just just call it a stationery store then, and then also there was some other one. I I and I can't find the picture right now. It was a thing where all they sold was uh quote chip approved outdoor gear or so or like life. It was some like here's a here's like the one shop for dudes and I, and I was like uh, that's kind of cringy.
1: <laughs> they didn't they did anyway. not have that when we were there. Um, and I'm I so I'm guessing. Based on the fact that you haven't brought it up yet, you did not visit the restaurant.
0: There's the restaurant.
1: Yeah. So well. So that's that's what the cook cookbooks are named. The Magnolia Table, which I believe is um, like in a different part of town. I don't think it's it's. um, I think it's a little outside of like the downtown area where the silos are. Got it.
0: No, like that one. I, I just got myself uh, one iced latte, got and then got the the bakery stuff, and then it was so hot that I got a second iced latte, and then I took a lap around the furniture store, and it was. Uh, and the, the car needed to be charged, so yeah, got it. Anyway, it was, it was a fun experience. And sorry that that went long on the rest of, the rest of the stuff. Sorry, it should be fast. So one, uh, oh, Texas is a weird place. Um, <laughs> you, you don't say. The, uh, um, I'm going to say something that was going to be very politically charged and I'm going to skip that part. Uh the uh, fine I'll I'll abstract it. Uh the billboards situation in Texas is a lot uh, a bit in terms of, of a, can, people bit can of fill a mixed in. Bag. Uh no no it's just there's there, you know there's yeah uh there's there's a lot of uh religious and politically charged billboards even yeah. in the uh slightly more progressive areas. Got it um one also everybody always makes a big deal like because i we've talked about this on the show and i know you don't like super duper and but like a lot of other stuff that like but i think we're kind of in agreement on the fact that in and out is pretty doggone meh like it. it's a little overrated yeah yeah but like texas has in and outs i was like everybody tries to act like that that's a big california thing no it's not like they they were, they were like i've 10 of them over there like mm. it's it's fine Uh, I don't think there's anything, there's like no carpool lanes in Texas. Uh, Drivers in Texas are better than California drivers. Like there's, there's a whole lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff about Texas that people would choose to describe otherwise, but no, it's, it's fine. And if the weather in, uh, in Austin was not as muggy and like hot and terrible, uh, it would probably give the Bay area a run for its money in terms of being the most expensive place in the country. So yeah, it's, it's, it's overall kind of cool. Oh, um thank you for organizing all this for me. Uh though you know all those lime scooters that were in San Jose and San Francisco? Uh yeah, apparently they all died and went to Texas because every <laughs> Oh my god. They're everywhere. Everywhere. Like and and they're they're of course tipped over, blocking the sidewalk, but massive ADA challenge. Like it is ever every like no, it, it's it's so bad. But the one the one weird thing is that they have these, like, lime scooters that you can sit down on. So it's kind of like a rascal scooter you'd see, like, in a grocery store. It's very weird. But, um, yeah, no, they're all over there, and it's um, it's kind of a scourge. Um, is there anything else? I'm sure there'll be other stuff that'll what, come up. Um, we'll talk-
1: so what what'd you think of Austin? Talked a lot about um, Waco, but nothing about Austin.
0: <sighs> so... I was there for four days. Uh, first two days was really not having a very good time mm-hmm. because I was unaware. Again, this may be a lack of research. Maybe I err too far on not doing research. It's not the kind of fun I like, I guess. But so I, I tried to choose a place that was in kind of uh like a busier part of town and just like the bar and restaurant and like nightlife scene skewed so far in the like fratty like bro like were you were you girl. close to
1: like 6th street
0: I, I my my apartment was on west 6th street and oh Lamar or something oh dear so
1: I, I yeah could've, i could have uh, i well but i could have
0: steered you better there but okay and, and and again that eventually came up because like but then i was like because i was like okay but it like I was like, maybe it's just like a Friday or Saturday night thing. I also went down to that rainy street place and it was very similar. Like it wasn't like, Oh, you, I feel didn't, like you Nash- didn't like rainy street. No. Aww. Like, I mean, like, cause, because again, it's one of those things where there are no, like I'm very much in the, like, even when I went to New York, it was very like New York, like could be very much like a party city or whatever, but, but there's enough diversity of places where if you want, like just kind of like a fussy, like cocktail bar, you could find that if you want just a, place to get get a beer you can find that if you want a place to go party and try to like uh, like that everything's available there austin felt like it was very much a you're a dude in a polo shirt and shorts and you want to you want to uh mansplain stuff to a woman austin is the city for you Mm. i i don't know it was just it was very much not my speed and then i eventually thought like no i'll i'll just start doing the boring shit that i like and I spent a, an amazing three hours just wandering their public library. And then I had fun. So no, I, I eventually scaled back my ambitions and uh, learned that I chose to stay in the browiest part of Texas. And that was a mistake.
1: Oh, yeah. I, yeah, could have. I, I, in fact, I, man, I guess shame on me. I think I, I should have, when you said you were going to Austin, I... Should have said stay away from from Sixth Street, but well, but the
0: thing is, it but it was close to some other stuff, like just I mean, like it was it was nearish to the Texas Capitol, like in a lot of like I, I like whenever I go to a new place, I want to see kind of like just like what it's like, and that's and that's where just being able to like just go wander on foot for like a few hours, just like downtown ish, is nice, and I do think I kind of got that, but uh, I was just I was just really saddened or kind of irritated um, that there were like no normal places like for for nightlife right unless you went out to some other area and then eventually i found the like clarksville and east uh, east austin and south congress areas and those were much better but got it anyway texas is hot humid and but not not again and i understand if, if i was to go to dallas i would have had a much different experience or if you go to rural texas it'd be a different experience but yeah Oh, to round this out, I guess, until I'll have more thoughts next week that'll bubble up. But uh, Chase has a... So, so one, the Austin airport is very much... I, di- I didn't know that Austin was much as a, of a tech city or mm-hmm. region as the Bay Area is. Very, very much so. So, yeah, so their airport is very much like the... Um, what's the box CEO's name?
1: Oh it's not uh, it's not
0: adam it's not adam Levine that's the maroon kafide guy <laughs> it's <laughs> similar name? to that
1: though yeah
0: uh aaron levy or levy yeah he he was he has a great tweet uh about if if you um put enough uh enterprise software advertisements in a room an airport forms around them <laughs> that is <laughs> it's the perfect tweet um it is very that's that is what the austin airport is. Yeah. But they have uh I don't think they have an Amex lounge uh, there, but they do have this like weird like bootleg Centurion lounge called the Chase Sapphire Reserve Terrace.
1: Oh, so that that was in Austin, not SFO.
0: Oh, yeah, no. SFO actually has like a proper uh Amex lounge, but like and also I think lounges are a fool's errand because if you're arriving to like unless you're somebody who constantly has layovers like if you're arriving to the airport long enough where you need to be in a lounge like you're you're doing other stuff wrong
1: yeah i no, that the only good use for lounge like the only good intentional use for lounges is a layover and the only other thing they're good for is you know the unexpected delay but yeah you're totally yeah. right like if you're if you're building a lounge visit like into your standard itinerary and it's not a layover
0: what are you doing but
1: yeah what what are you doing
0: learn to drink at home or make coffee at home like there are other (laughs) anyway but this uh the sapphire reserve terrace um (laughs) it's whatever like it's got some ikea furniture and some weird chase uh branded stuff and it's just like this outdoor it's it's like any like san francisco hotel that has a like a rooftop lounge but it's like one sixth the size and it's it just it's just I, i i i never seen one before, and I did not know that Chase was trying to make a competitive product to the Amex Lounge, and uh, well, it and
1: exists. And the funny thing when you send me these pictures is, I, I thought this was SFO. <laughs> Just like visually, it it looked... Well, I mean, I guess well, now that like, I'm looking at the outdoor picture a little bit more carefully,
0: I can see that it's not, but... No. Anyway, I mean, and... Uh, oh, wait, what? It opened two weeks ago. Oh, cool. Wait, what?
1: Yeah, well yeah, that was um Well no, I you, just
0: uh, when well, you so sent me... these
1: Yeah, when you sent these pictures, I, I did a little bit of Google searching about cuz I had I yeah, you know, I followed travel stuff like s- casually and I, I had never well, heard of you... these Chase
0: <laughs> lounges. In in terms of like your hierarchy of people, like it, uh, it I think it goes like it, Barack Obama, the guy who runs the points guy. What's yeah, his name? Brian Kelly. Yeah, yeah, you 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 very much have a man crush on him, I think. Uh well, de- yeah, d- definitely and then well actually oh no does does ben aldis or the points guy rank higher
1: oh uh ben 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 ranks higher don't don't tell brian but yeah no ben. don't tell your wife <laughs> no she already knows it's fine
0: <laughs> about your you listening okay anyway <laughs> um So, but i oh wow i did i literally did not know i just remember when i when i landed there i was like when i was looking for the signage one it's a it's a small airport um mm-hmm. only like 25 gates um but yeah, I was like, "What the fuck? What the fuck is a Chase Chase Reserve Terrace?" But yeah, I did not know it was brand new. And um, yeah, people people should be trying to travel where a lounge is not an amenity. And also, most modern airports are nice enough. Where what's the point?
1: Uh, well, th- th- that that varies widely. But but in some cases, yes, you're in right. modern like if,
0: if, if in modern airports, most modern airports are nice enough where. If you just need to sit. Like if you're like I mean, if you're somebody who regularly uses uh, an Amex platinum or Chase Reserve card or something like that, I don't think you're necessarily batting an eye at overpriced airport wine, like I, I, or like something like that. So I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not necessar- necessarily seeing the appeal.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I don't disagree.
0: Yeah. Um doo-doo-doo. I think that's mostly it. I'll probably have more thoughts and then I'll roll them into the um, Model 3 review. All right. Uh, one quickie from me and then we'll see if we want to do chef's review or if you want to talk some smart home stuff. Uh, a very important but less relevant resource these days, uh, DP review, uh, digital photography review, which was purchased by Amazon like almost 15 years ago, is closing in a week. Um, and Amazon's not even going to keep it alive like as like just like a historical reference and that's kind of a bummer it's a site that used to be in the era of like like where everybody not just nerds had like a DSLR or like an interchangeable lens camera at some point like it was a bigger resource for reviews and like reference material but um yeah I mean I and I don't fault Amazon for shutting it down like just uh, again other than like super hardcore nerds like who's who's visiting it but It's still a bummer.
1: Yeah. I, um, other than my most recent camera purchase, which I just asked you what to buy, (laughs) um, I'm, I'm fairly certain that the couple of DSLRs that I've had in the past, and I probably even like the point and shoot cameras I've had in the past, um, DP review is, it was where I went to kind of figure out what to buy. So
0: it's um, like digital. Digital cameras have never been, like, I don't, like, where did people go in the past to read reviews of stuff before, like, The Verge? There, like, did people go to, like, CNET like, or something?
1: Yeah, there was a minute where, like, in, I guess, kind of the early, like, well, pre-smartphone days and then, like, early smartphone days, like, before smartphone cameras got good, where, like, digital cameras were a big enough category where the CNETs of the world were doing reviews. And I I don't know, maybe they still do, but certainly has become more of a of a niche thing which which makes it all the more of a bummer that you know a, a website dedicated to this increasingly niche topic is now getting shut down therefore you know making making a category that already had limited resources around it have even fewer resources around it
0: yeah bummer um and then super quick do you care about the smart home stuff
1: mm-hmm. yeah we should we should touch on it um I guess like if you were um if you had your matter bingo card or if you were looking to um <laughs> saddest game um, show <laughs> or if you were looking to um short the future of, of matter, like the the most like obvious um prediction or bet to make would have been that even after the you know kind of initial rollout that we've had that there would be a bunch of additional delays and companies changing their mind etc and you know just in the past week or two we've we've gotten that from from two of the bigger players so first it was Belkin who makes the the WeMo stuff which is which is actually like some of the better smart home gear out there they were um up until recently like all in on matter like they were one of the companies that's like yep yeah, you know we're going to basically update like everything that isn't super super old um onto matter and uh, they came out um, almost a couple of weeks ago at this point, basically saying that they're not moving forward with matter. Like The exact quote was something like, they've chosen to, quote, take a big step back, regroup and rethink, uh, <laughs> um, which is a, a pretty big change. And then Phillips Hugh came out. Um, what is this? This is just like today or. Yesterday this came out today, the twenty eighth as we're recording this. They're not canning um matter support. I, I think they actually have already rolled it out like in beta form. So that's continuing. But the official rollout, which they had said was going to be by the end of March, um is now getting pushed back, I think, to kind of a um kind of an unspecified date. So Um, not great for matter. Um, I also still don't have any matter products in my house and I, I I feel like I just hear very little about matter in general, which, you know, I think we've said before, you know, matter was always going to be kind of a long game type effort. So I wasn't expecting there to be some quick instant fix from matter rolling out, but, but nevertheless, this is not, not the best sign.
0: Yeah, I think like again, I don't actually know what Matter is, but I think like Matter like it's it's one of those like like consumer electronics like plumbing technologies. It's kind of like like Wi-Fi 6 or what. Like just like people know it exists and it's slowly making its way into stuff, but like just not that many people care enough and they're probably banking on customers not caring either and kind of with the overall like economic pullback too. They might be thinking Oh people like spending $60 on lights or smart home stuff like it's probably not going to be an ultra priority right now. Um so therefore this getting into the hands of consumers in the next 3 months versus 9 or 12 months just doesn't matter.
1: Right. Um the one the one thing um that was also um announced um by Hue which is like the um the most niche thing to be excited about ever um but as part of as part of the matter update um they're gonna make it so that so i this is a house here that we have like some ungodly number of hue lights like basically every you know light in our house is is hue Um, i
0: think we're looking at the same section here okay
1: and the the one thing that's a little annoying is in in a room that's got a bunch of <laughs> hue lights, which we've got you know like our kitchen and living room area in particular. There's a bunch of recessed lighting and and all of that's hue lights. When you turn those lights on, they don't turn on at the same time. They come on like well almost at the same time, but you know like the light over here turns on, then the light over there turns on.
0: This is um, literally the most first world problem I've ever
1: heard. Oh, very much so. Yeah, but it, but um, you, but
0: you're totally right. Where like like the like five out of six lights will turn on and the one like little straggler well like and it's just it's just it's so weird
1: well well yeah and in a room with lots of hue lights it's 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 more than just one it's it's sort of like there's like this cascade that happens where like the lights all it's like the, like a wave goes across the room uh
0: um, it's, it's all happening like within like a second and a half but it, 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 it still it feels is. but it still feels weird
1: well it, well but also like you know we installed hue lights here in the house you know not all that long after we moved in and that's that's been like almost five years ago now so like we're i mean i'm just used to it by now i don't really think about it but they've so phillips announced that as part of this matter update that they're gonna make some update to the to the bridge i guess that makes it so that the lights in a room even with many hue lights will just all turn on at the same time which nice um yeah that'll be that'll be really nice um, although the they, they, they the, the, the thing, what's that,
0: uh, the Sonosification of hue right?
1: Uh, the thing that gives me pause though, is that it, it, they specifically cite Siri voice control as being the thing where lights will turn on all together. So I'm, I'm hoping that's just an example. Um, uh.
0: And they're relying on, oh, it's like they went to Jared. Like that's, that's not the like key component of the smart home ecosystem that you want to, yeah, no.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, that, so that, that that gives me some concern, but, but we'll, we'll see.
0: All right. And then actually the, this is not going to happen yet. So do you want to, oh, can we push the Apple VR stuff?
1: Uh, sure. We can definitely do I that. I do. The,
0: the only thing that like is vaguely timely or that I do want to like this, this should be like a 45 second conversation. I, um, Apple pay later. Was that mm. announced at last WWDC or one and a half WWDCs ago?
1: I believe it was last year's WWDC.
0: So this was the weird one where, <laughs> actually, uh, affirm NASDAQ quote. Uh, so there was this weird heyday before, you know, money started costing money um, where everybody wanted to get people on buy now, BNPL, buy now, pay later services where, oh, you can you can split up this Sephora purchase into four payments of whatever, whatever. And uh, one uneasy announcement uh, for people who are like observers and uh, I guess optimists or fans of Apple was that. Yeah, at their developer conference, as part of an iOS feature, Apple just, uh, talked about wanting to be, become even more like a bank, sort of, and that they were going to allow you, they were going to, on an invitation-only basis, allow you to like split up your purchases, and it's called Apple Pay Later. And I think the universal response, at least in kind of the Mac circles that we run in, is that that felt kind of gross or weird. Uh, do you agree? Agreed. Yeah. And it got delayed a couple of times and just felt like maybe, well, maybe they're just going to kind of do a quiet air power thing and just kind of pretend that this ever happened. And I honestly, that would have been, I think preferable. Um, but no, it is it launching today on an invitation only basis, uh, where, and the, the only part that I do think is funny or that is curious is in a world where, yeah, m- money is no longer basically free. Uh, it's still at zero percent interest, which I assume means they're gonna screw merchants on the fees that they pay in order to um like facilitate the loans and that kind of stuff. But yeah, it it's it's a thing and it is actually happening now. So yeah, I I yeah, really thought they were gonna abandon it and that probably would have been for the best.
1: I don't disagree with any of that.
0: Yeah. All right, chef specials. Let's do it. Um, what you got? I
1: <laughs> I have a a really boring one, but um, which you may kind of poke fun at, but that that's okay. Um, so with my Model Three, I I uh, had to bring it in for some um service recently, some some just routine stuff, and <laughs> I actually so some of the routine stuff like i thought i was going to need um like um a tire rotation um and a couple of other things that i actually didn't end up needing so at first what i thought was going to be like kind of a costly service center visit ended up being like really really cheap which which that was great but as they were checking in my car Um, the guy who actually also has another kind of quick aside, like you know, lots and lots to dislike about Elon Musk, but over the years, every single Tesla service person I've ever interacted with, which which has been a fair number, has just been like the absolute nicest, like most knowledgeable person. Like they've all been so great, so good. Good on you, Tesla people. You know being being helpful folks despite your CEO not being great. Um but anyway, um so you know the, the you know this very nice guy is you know checking in the car and goes, but you, you know you need new tires, right? And I go, no. Uh and he shows me like that the tires actually have like this kind of indicator thing that shows mm-hmm. you like when the tread has reached a certain level where like yeah you gotta replace these things. Um which also as another quick aside um, the the reason I was confused about that is because my car's only got like thirty five thousand miles on it.
0: Well, they're generally supposed to replace them every twenty to thirty, depending on how you drive.
1: Well, not not in all cases. I mean, there's there's a lot of tires where you can, I think you can go more in like the forty fifty thousand mile range. Mm, that's not safe. Um, okay. Mm. Well, th- he made the point that it's one of the things with EVs where because they're a lot heavier than gas powered mm. cars, tires tend to wear down a lot faster like he was telling me that they've gotten some model y's that he's seen where if you've got a you know all-wheel drive model y and if you're someone who maybe drives a little bit more aggressively he's seen tires that you've got to replace in like 12 13,000 miles which oof um so anyway i w- was kind of surprised by that <laughs> um and then you know, we start talking about like, oh, well, like, is, is that something you can you can do here? Like kind of basically what are my options are? And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we, we can do that here. But like one thing to be aware of is that unlike a lot of other like tire places, we don't offer any sort of, you know, like guarantee, like where if, you know, if you get a, a nail in your tire or something like that, we'll just fix it for you for free. Like we don't we don't do any of that. So he was kind of like nudging me to like, you know, consider shopping elsewhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um which I ended up doing. And so the my pick here is the Costco Tire Center. <laughs> to bring the conversation full circle back to Costco, I guess. Um just like the like the best experience all the way around. Like good price on the tires, they come with a you know i think it's like 4 or 5 year warranty against like you know any kind of damage to the tire and which they'll you know fix for free um the online ordering process was super easy you buy the tires then you make an appointment to have the tires installed um and then the best part was the installation itself so i had mine installed just this past sunday which is awesome like their their tire center is open on Sundays, and not only just open on Sundays, they're open like for a full day on Sunday, which basically no other car service-related place ever is. So that was great.
0: Very, very unMagnolia-like.
1: <laughs> um, had a like three o'clock appointment. Dropped off the car. Super nice person. You know, pull up the online order. Goes, yep, great. Um, you give us about an hour, which is kind of what I expected. So went shopped in Costco was kind of due for a Costco run anyway shopped around for an hour you know timed it so that I would you know get in line to to check out like shortly before the hour mark as I'm in line to check out I get a phone call saying hey yep your car car's ready it was great so all the way around if you need need new tires and you're a Costco member that's that's the way to go
0: nice yeah, I've always uh, my hiccup with the Costco Tire Center has always been that they don't have a good selection of run flat tires, which kind of rules them out for certain cars. But no, but that everybody kind of swears by it, and you get you get the best prices, and also if you're a Costco member, why not? Mm-hmm. And you get a hot dog. Ah, uh, all right. Mine, I get, this is gonna be a very limited thing, but it's it's I it's gonna be the Austin Public Library. But I I really think it it is basically finding your place that you like to go and just and just be a nerd about that's I think I think that's mostly it but no it is actually beautiful it was completed about like six years ago um, it's gorgeous it's like a five story just building dedicated to like the very it's a very modern library that kind of accommodates what it is regardless of who you are whether you're 6 15 or 60 it's beautiful the one call out that I will make about it that was actually very very cool is similar to the that that weird chase lounge thing is they had this kind of like screened in like outdoor terrace thing where you can just read and it's it's beautiful and it it, it makes sense in the climate and it's just like it's a very cool place it's in a prime spot downtown and it's just it's beautiful so yeah good pick if you're ever in the area get some cupcakes at the silos and head over there